1: It's time to Play Like a Jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play Like a Jet,
0: what does that mean? i to be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone more! Touchdown, Jets! Mike White! How about him? Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Allen has time. Intercepted! Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Wilson Wilson a big play downfield. Wilson still going along the sideline. He's not gonna go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh look at the speed of Brees Hall! He's done it again! Brees lightning! 62 yards for the touchdown! Rodgers in trouble again! And he's sacked again by Quinn Williams! What a beast! Number 95 for the Jets! Listen.
2: From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time for the Jets-Dolphins postgame report. The Dolphins win this one to get themselves into the playoffs. Final score, 11-6. What a barn burner this was. Skyler Thompson versus Joe Flacco. Everybody is going to think that the winner of this game, the big winner, was the Miami Dolphins getting into the playoffs here. But the real winner was the very big deal, Chris Nimble. Who bet on no combined Touchdowns between the Dolphins And the Jets at plus 4700 he also Bet on the Dolphins to score no Touchdowns at plus 850 Let's just say he made what might Be an average person's salary Gambling today what a victory For the very big deal we'll talk to him at some Point later in the week but for now we're going to recap The game and everything that went on And everything that happened afterwards too With our friend who covers the Jets for NJ.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, I know you had fun this weekend in the warm weather in Florida, but I'm pretty sure that Chris Nimbley did a little better than you did this weekend.
3: <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I did not have, uh, I, I don't, you know, it would be unprofessional to gamble in these games. <laughs> so I don't do that for me because, it's, you know, my job. But, but more power to Chris. Um, I, that's awesome. And I mean, I will say that I picked the Jets. To beat the Dolphins six to five, so I agreed to Nindle's take, hey, and that's a real pick that I make. You can go back and look at it, and I was damn close to people. Okay, so if anybody had any issue with that, that, that was a real possibility there for quite a while. So, um, yeah, I, I, I mean, good, good on him, and and good on getting those odds because that was, uh, I mean, you could see that coming pretty quickly today. You could see it all day. You could see nobody was going to score a touchdown. And then almost at the very end, we had one, but it was a safety instead. So even my safety prediction was true.
2: I was going to say, Andy, good for you for predicting that safety Because that's wild for anybody to predict You came pretty damn close And Chris obviously is able to do what he does Because he's his own boss, his own editor So he plays by his own rules He's a bit of a renegade, we all know that That's why we call him the very big deal But crazy that he came away such a winner today The Dolphins won and get into the playoffs The Jets lose their sixth straight game And it was a very simple story here, Andy There wasn't much to it The Jets were not able to score points The Dolphins Dolphins were not able to score points In the end the Dolphins were able to score Just a tiny bit more But the fact that there were no touchdowns Kind of tells the story of this game I did say before the game Andy that if the Dolphins Wanted to beat the Jets the weakness was The speed running, and that's exactly what the Dolphins got. Jeff Wilson, 16 carries, 72 yards. Raheem Mostert, 11 carries, 71 yards. If you remember on the pregame report with Chris yesterday, I talked about how if there was an over-under that I really liked for the rushing and receiving props, it was Mostert at over 55, and he sure delivered on this day. Mike Gusecki had a really nice play Downfield it was a juggling catch But really in the passing game there wasn't Much going on Jalen Waddle had five Catches for 44 yards Tyreek Hill Who was bothered by two things all day One was a pre-existing injury the Other coverage from Sauce Gardner He only had two catches for 23 Yards the offensive line was What it was it was mostly third Stringers you had guys like Mike Remmers Cedric Abouhe in there Laurent Duvernay Tardif so Considering who was in there it could have Gone a lot worse but ultimately for for the Jets it was the offense not being able to do anything and the defense being able to do what they needed to do with Skylar Thompson for the most part but the Dolphins doing just enough in the running game to be able to make enough plays to set up for some field goals and then Jets ending up getting nailed with a safety at the end Joe Flacco 18 of 33, 149 yards, and almost all of that offense was Garrett Wilson, so I shouldn't gloss over that, Andy. Garrett Wilson was awesome again today. It is incredible the season that he put together, 83 catches, 1,103 yards, four touchdowns, with some of the worst quarterback play you will ever see in your life. Zach Wilson was terrible, Mike White Had a good game or two Struggled a little bit in some of the other spots And then of course as we know He came in with the five broken ribs Last week and wasn't able to do much So when you consider all that and the fact That Garrett Wilson is a rookie, incredible There was one play where he caught a pass And basically faked out Five guys, if he hadn't slipped and fallen Down, he probably would have gone all the way To the end zone for a touchdown I did joke Andy that some of these guys Were making their best plays of the season and Of course, it was happening in a meaningless game. Braxton Berrios had one of his best punt returns. We saw a great one-handed grab from Tyler Conklin, who otherwise has been a big disappointment. A ton of drops, a couple of fumbles early in the season. Just not the difference maker that the Jets were hoping for this year. But really, like I said, 149 yards in the air, 89 of them to Garrett Wilson. So he was the entire offense. I was joking with my playlikeajet.com co-founder, Chris Walker, about the fact that Garrett Wilson seemed determined to will the Jets to victory. Didn't quite happen that way, but if they were going to win, it was going to be because of Garrett Wilson. You look at the defensive side of the ball, Andy. Quincy Williams is just a maddening player because he'll make some really awesome plays. He had a killer sack today, but then he'll take stupid penalties. He'll over pursue. His instincts are all over the place. He's the kind of player that if you can coach him up to be More of the highlight reel stuff that you see And less of the bad instinct things that you watch He could be a really good player But I just don't know if he's capable of reaching that ceiling And he is an impending free agent So we'll see what happens there some nice plays today from Jermaine Johnson, which was cool to see. Like I said, Sauce Gardner did a really good job on Tyree Kill. Tyree Hill was hurt, but still, Tyree Kill is Tyree Hill, injury or not, and Sauce Gardner was bothering him all day. Jordan Whitehead whiffing on tackles again. I can't see him being back here at $8 million next year. It's just not an investment that's going to make a lot of sense. The defense, for the most part, did what they needed to do against Skylar Thompson because anytime you hold a team to nine points, the other two points coming on a safety, it's not like you can complain much, but I was joking with somebody that I was watching the game with today that the Jets and Dolphins could have had an entire Other four quarters and still Neither one of them would have scored a Touchdown that's the state of what We saw today it was such a terrible game To watch if you're not a Jets fan or a Dolphins Fan I'm not sure what you'd have been doing watching This I guess maybe Andy if you were a Steelers fan you might have been watching this Because once it became clear the Patriots Were not going to beat the Bills if the Jets Would have somehow beaten the Dolphins the Steelers could have gotten into the playoffs I saw my friend Justin Fried over at the Jet Press say that Steelers fans Should be really mad at the Jets right now and My response was no they shouldn't because if they trusted the Jets to do anything that's on them and by the way now they get to feel the way that us Jets fans feel at the end of every season. No running game at all today by the way Andy. Zonovan Bam Knight who got off to a really nice start his first couple of games just completely a non-factor the last few. 12 carries 22 yards. 1.8 yards per carry. I think teams looked at the film and figured him out. His vision isn't all that great, and he gets stuck sometimes, and that was a problem. Ty Johnson, 5 carries, 12 yards. Michael Carter, my God, what a regression for him this year. He was absolutely brutal. 3 carries, 4 yards. This entire season was just an enormous step backward for him. And Elijah Moore, one catch for 11 yards. I know it was Joe Flacco, but he's another one. Everybody was expecting a big breakout year from him. Garrett Wilson had a phenomenal year as a rookie. Thank you and Elijah Moore looked like an also-ran most of the time. So that's pretty much the deal of what we saw today, Andy. The Dolphins able to get into the playoffs by force of sheer will, I guess. We did see Jeremy Rucker, too. He made an appearance. He finally proved that he's not just a figment of our imaginations. Made a catch, one catch for eight yards. So at least he was able to be active and do something in this game. All around, Andy, the best part of your weekend, I'm sure, was being in that nice Miami weather because this game was just ugly from start to finish
3: yeah well it's a quick trip didn't get in until pretty late on saturday and, and um, we'll be back at the jets facility before 10 a.m on on monday so um didn't even get that much time i got about 15 minutes walking near the beach there in hollywood but um yeah it was nice to feel the, the weather and, and it was um i, I want to say it was an interesting game it was a there were two football teams and there were people there and the (laughs) Dolphins clinched a playoff spot with it. So, I mean, good for them. I don't, good luck with that. If you play like that next week against Buffalo, but uh, yeah, Garrett Wilson, I mean, almost, we've seen him single handedly win games for the jets before in Cleveland uh, earlier this season. And he looked like a guy who was determined to, to drag the dolphins into the off season with them. But it just couldn't get it done. Even uh, at one point, you know, he was, above 100 yards for the day he lost 13 yards in that last play of the game which ended up being a safety so um it still was his career high for um receptions in a game so that's pretty impressive when you're looking at week 18 here and a guy who has never played this many football games in a year before for him to to come out and have the showing he did today um, I think it shows you he's the real deal. And, and yeah, I mean, nothing new for the Jets' offense otherwise in terms of not being able to get in the end zone. This was the third straight game that they were held without a touchdown. And I think they're one of three teams since the year 2000 with three straight games without a touchdown. Weirdly, one of them, uh, the Ravens, in 2001, the Super Bowl. Go figure. But, um, you know, the other one was the Browns, so not so good. Um, but, but, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to – You know this game was a little different than the last two. Um, I don't. The Jets may have been able to score a touchdown had they had a little bit more of an offensive line and some of their better players. But um, you know the story was told in those last two games where where the Jets, you know, started Zach Wilson, started Mike White. Um, Neither one of them was able to get the job done. And um, you know, two games where basically it was winning in. Uh, they couldn't score a touchdown. That carried over today, and, and the stat is just kind of indicative of, of that there's a lot of work to do in this offseason on the offensive line, and, and obviously and most importantly at the quarterback position. Um, it was on display today, but really, um, you know, this was kind of, it wasn't kind of a meaningless game. It was a meaningless game, and uh, really where you saw it is when it mattered in the last two games against Jacksonville and Seattle when the Jets had the playoffs right there for themselves and and had their two worst performances of the season so it tells you what they need to focus on this offseason and and that's fixing the offense which uh you know is going to be done with that personnel and 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 better play calling and 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 obviously a better quarterback most important of all
1: it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
0: Play like a jet. Play like a jet.
2: Andy, I got a text message from our old friend DJ enemy who's now of course covering the Houston Texans. What a weird story that was, by the way. They had the first pick right out there for them, and then Lovie Smith goes ahead and messes it up by winning the last game and handing the number one pick over to the Chicago Bears. I guess that was his way of sticking it to the Texans on his way out the door. I joke that Even though he hasn't been with the Bears for years, Lovey Smith was still an undercover agent. He got the team to the Super Bowl for only the second time in franchise history, and now he was able to find a way to hand them the number one overall pick. But getting back to what I was talking about with DJ Bienemy, who now covers the Houston Texans and used to cover the Jets for the New York Daily News, he texted me and said, isn't it funny that the Jets season pretty much went down the drain when the two players that all the football nerds hated the Jets getting Went out with injuries Those of course Elijah Vera Tucker and Brees Hall. If you'll recall, we had a whole discussion with George Tarori of Pro Football Focus about the quote-unquote bad process that the Jets went through to get Brees Hall and why it was such a mistake. But funny enough, if Elijah Vera Tucker and Brees Hall don't get hurt, the Jets probably win another game or two and end up in the playoffs. Really, the turning point of the season for the Jets, Andy, was when Brees Hall went out with that knee injury against the Broncos because Brees Hall and, to a lesser extent, Elijah Tucker were masking a lot of problems for this team. Zach Wilson was able to get away with not really doing anything until Brees Hall went out. Once that happened, it all unraveled from there. So you look back, that really was the turning point. The Jets lost their last six. I find it hard to believe that would have happened if Brees Hall stays healthy the entire season.
3: I mean, if you just go back to that game, um, you know, after that game in Denver, the the Jets were two and, and seven or two and eight no yeah, two and eight so uh, i mean it tells you pretty much everything you know need to know and they lost both those guys in, in a basically a, a couple minute span there in the in the second quarter so that that was you know i think you'd, you look at those two weeks you look at, at them losing those two guys and then the next week you look at the pick six against the patriots and uh the jets were going to be up what 17 to 3 i think and and instead they weren't and then everything went wrong in that game. And, and from there, uh, it just kind of, you know, basically was a slow bleed until the end Uh they, they won a game against the bills, a game against the bears. And that was it. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I think that was definitely, you know, it would be, you know, this team was still one or two games away from making the playoffs, like w- one or two wins away. They get those one or they, they get a touchdown in, in Minnesota. they, they get the stop against the Lions, um, you know, or they're not in a position where they need that stop against the Lions. And, and I could go on and on. They win one or both of the games against the Patriots if they have a guy like Brees Hall and, or, and Elijah Vera Tucker out there. So, um, I mean, it's, it, that's what's so weird about this year is that clearly there was progress made. And, and it's also hard to feel good about that progress or to believe in that progress when this is how it ends. Uh, in, in such, you know, stunning bad fashion. I mean, it, it just it just turned so quickly. So uh, I mean, I think it's very easy to be angry, and understandably so to be angry as a Jets fan right now, given you know how long you've been in this predicament and and how badly you want to see your team win, and then and then to get there, and then to have the season end like this. I, I get it, but it doesn't change the fact that there's still a lot of promising things going on. And, um, you know, it, it, you gotta be sensical about what to do next and not let kind of the emotion of, of this moment, um, you know, not, not let you see that there is some things trending in the right direction. And I'm not saying there's not concerns. There's not reason to be upset. There's, there's not things that need to be changed, but, um, you know, it's not like, um, yeah. You know, You're in a much better position than you were two or three years ago, and I think it would be hard with anyone to argue that, um, even if you're frustrated right now.
2: Worst part, of course, Andy, is that in addition to losing six in a row, in addition to losing to the Dolphins to put them over the top into the playoffs, the Jets didn't even move up in the draft order for the loss. They wind up at number 13 in the draft. It's the lowest they've been since 2020 when they picked 11th and took Makai Beckton. You were hoping that if they lost this game, they would at least slide up a little in the draft order. Didn't happen. Now the offseason is upon us, and we will have a lot of discussions about a variety of different things. Mostly the quarterback position, where the Jets go from here, what the Jets do offensively. Do they make changes to the coaching staff? We'll talk about free agency, the draft. All of that is coming up. But for now, Andy, let's talk about injuries and going inside the locker room. Obviously, any injuries that happen aren't going to impact any play the rest of the year it's just a matter of who got hurt and what that means going forward and then take us inside the locker room and let us know what was said in there i know that robert sala had some particularly interesting comments when he was asked directly about the future of his buddy mike lafleur the offensive coordinator
3: yeah so on the injury front we'll start with sauce gardner a little bit of a, a, a not a little bit a big scary moment there in the fourth quarter when he went down, didn't get up, and and uh, you know the medical staff went over. He ended up getting up, running, jogging off the field, going to the tent, coming back in the game, and then they they pulled him for the last you know series or two. I think he said he rolled his ankle. It's not a big deal. He's just a little freaked out, and and they wanted to look at it. And then you know once he came back into the game, it was like, what's the point? Obviously, uh, of running him back out there again and risking anything more serious in a game where you know your playoff hopes aren't on the line. So. Um, I think that he's going to be fine and, and it's not going to be an issue going forward. Uh, also a, a scary moment when, when safety Tony Adams suffered a really nasty kind of head to head or head to chest hit where his neck twisted and his helmet popped off um, immediately went down. Teammates were like motioning for the training staff. He tried to get up and they, they made him stay down um, after everything that happened, you know, on Monday, it was kind of a freaked out vibe in the stadium. But when he popped up, he got a huge ovation from the fans and, and went to the sideline. ended up being ruled out with a concussion. But that was it on the injury front. And then in the in the locker room, yeah, uh, Salah was asked about Mike LaFleur's future. He didn't have a definitive answer, uh, basically was noncommittal, said a longer or a shorter version of what he said on Wednesday, which he wants to go through is, um evaluation process before he makes a decision um and ultimately that the struggles of the offense aren't all on on michael and as i talked about last week i agree with that um i w- won't get into it any further my thoughts on it but like follow is making it clear that he doesn't want to fire Mike LaFleur. so um if he fires him you're going to know that decision came from above pretty much um we, we did wait out Woody Johnson outside the locker room out by the team buses. He uh, thought about talking to us for a second, but said he didn't want to and that he would he would speak at some point later uh, in the week. So we'll see about that. Um, and then in the locker room, Sauce uh, had a lot of interesting things to say. He said, you know, he was diplomatically trying to be diplomatic, but basically like the defense, you know, he's saying it in a very nice way, but the defense did its job of – you know, we, we can be better, but, but like, he feels like they're going to be a playoff team next year. I uh, basically, uh, I don't, I don't have the exact wording in front of me, but I, I think he came pretty close to saying, yeah, we're going to be in the playoffs next year. Um, and, and, you know, talked about how they can't focus on, on, you know, the pain and all of this that just happened because it's over. Uh, they got to focus now on how they get better and, and it's on him and, the rest of his teammates to find a way to use this off season to improve. Um, you know, very mature kind of outlook. And he talked about how much the veteran guys in the locker room, you know, made him earn it and made him earn the respect of them and, and taught him a lot this season. And and you can tell that this kid is just, um, you know, he understands uh, it's, it's about his life is about this. His life is about football. This is, what his priority is. And at 22 years old, it's not like really even a question. So, I mean, if you're worried about sauce Gardner, uh, not getting the most out of his talent, I don't think you have to worry about that. The, the kid clearly has his head screwed on straight. Um, and then CJ Mosley was the other guy we talked to in the locker room. Um, and he had some interesting things to say, said, you know, it hurts not to be in the playoffs, um, but he has a challenge to, to his teammates to watch the playoffs. And, and, Uh, you know, let it, let it piss them off. Let it hurt. Let it, let it burn. Um, because if you feel like you deserve to be there, uh, you, you know, you can't make the mistakes that we made this year. And that, and that's why we're not there is what he said. So I thought that was an interesting sort of, uh, mindset and and said that everybody kind of needs to learn and, and, you know, not, I don't think he said exactly that they got complacent when they, um, made it to seven and four, but he, but he hinted like they didn't really understand like how quickly things can go the other way. And that you, you can't really you know feel like you've arrived because if, if you take your foot off the gas, just slightly, you get to this point. So um, I, I thought that was interesting. And, and Tyler Conklin also spoke and, and you know, still re- echoed some of the sentiments of last week where he was just having a hard time putting into words, how frustrating it is to to be, um, you know, a team that that was in the position the Jets were in at seven and four, and to um, end up where they did, and, and I can tell you, Conklin's a highly respected guy in the locker room. Um, I, I don't know if you'd find a guy who's more respected than him in terms of uh, what he brings as a teammate, and uh, you know, he kind of captures the mood in there. And, and there's this this sort of disbelief and and you know. Anger that they let this season slip away and I think you know Salah captured that too um, You know Salah is in a tough spot here because everything that's happened now you, you've kind of, you know sullied all the good things you did this season with this finish and, and you, you know that's putting his job in some I don't think he's gonna get fired, but it, it certainly if if Anything it puts his job in jeopardy. He puts him on the hot seat starting next year But, you know, he's trying to acknowledge the pain and frustration that all the fans feel after all this and the players feel and everyone involved in the organization, but also uh, trying to capture that things are headed in the right direction. And both things are kind of true. And it was just kind of telling um, that he said, I'm sorry to everybody when asked, you know, what he says to Woody Johnson after a season like this. And then he listed, you know, the players, the staffers, uh, the executives, um, the guys who have been in the franchise for a long time. And said that, you know, basically their job is to, you know, figure out how to get this fixed and and turned around so that they can enjoy, uh, you know, what they think they should be in in the years to come, which is a playoff team.
2: Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NJ.com. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the Jets. 11-6 defeat in Miami. Final game of the season. Capping off a six-game losing streak. For the Jets and of course catapulting the Dolphins into the playoffs. Really appreciate it. Everybody should make sure that they read Andy's great work over at NJ.com and subscribe over there if you haven't already. Follow him on Twitter at Andy underscore Vasquez. He's gonna have a lot of great stuff coming up over the next couple of days and weeks that you don't want to miss out on. Make sure you check out everything that we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the play like a jet YouTube channel. A lot of great written content at PlayLikeAJet.com and some fantastic all 22 breakdowns over on the play like a jet youtube channel youtube.com slash play like a jet visit our store tpublic.com that's tee we've got the john franklin myers quentin williams bless you thank you shirt the play like a jet logo shirt caps mugs hoodies it's all there tpublic.com that's tee and be sure to give us a five star review for the podcast on itunes if you haven't done that already Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets' podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?